You're listening to Passions and Perspectives. I'm your host, Paul Johnston. I don't think I understand. Good. Welcome to the Passions and Perspectives podcast, a podcast about understanding. I'm your host, Paul Johnston. Today, we have Ryan Smith on the show. Ryan is the host of the Political Perspectives podcast, which seeks to cultivate civility by showcasing the varied political viewpoints of America. He worked on Representative Mike Peterson's campaign in Utah's House District 3 in 2020 and helped defeat the incumbent legislator. He currently serves as the president of the College Republicans at Utah State University and is an advocate for civility and bipartisanship. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Paul. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was just how you got into politics and why that's something that you're passionate about. Well, I think it starts off when I was probably about 15 years old, 14 or 15. So I still remember when Donald Trump announced his campaign and I was like, there's no way this guy ever, you know, gets gets the nomination. And I remember, I think it's probably my dad, right? And he's the reason that I got into it because we would watch the Republican primary debates. We watched some of the Democratic uh, primary debates. And just kind of over time, um, during high school, I was involved in debate. I was involved in We the People, which is a political group where you um, look at the Constitution and, and how it applies specifically in my group to modern day policies. And so over time, I just kind of got more and more exposed to politics. And I saw that, you know, we can make a change for the better in this country. And and I just got excited to know that, you know, each individual in this country has the ability to positively affect, you know, the outcomes in our nation. And so I started to really get interested in, and I started to research a lot about, you know, immigration, or I started to research about, you know, economic policy. And just over time, I started to get really interested um, in politics. And specifically, I've always just seen a lot of people are you know, people have a hard time getting along on politics. I come from a family where, you know, a lot of people in my extended family are either registered Democrats or they uh, vote Democratic and and even if they're independent. And so I saw all this kind of animosity between both sides. And for me, it was like, well, I, you know, I'm probably leaning a little bit more to the right. You know, I'm not the most extreme um, and most conservative person, but I'm definitely more to the right, and a lot of my family's on the left, and, and a lot of my friends are on both sides, and so I, I just enjoyed being able to have conversations with them, and, and I know that we can do so in a more civil manner. So that's, that's really my big passion is, is having uh, civil politics and civil discussions. Yeah, I love that, and that's one of the purposes that I have with this podcast is to um, cultivate this, this understanding, right? I think so often, like you said, you can see that divide within specifically the political um, arena, but in really all the arenas, right? We see people not willing to listen to each other. And I think that that's something that that's really cool that you mentioned that that's your goal is to kind of divide, to, to make that gap come together. Um, how have you seen that already in your own life, maybe within your family? How have you started to bridge that gap in your own family? That's a good question. And I'm glad that you're doing a podcast that specifically deals with trying to be more civil and, and to, uh, you know, talk about different people's perspectives. It, while you were talking, it made me think of a quote specifically by uh, R.J. Cooper came to Utah State and he gave a talk and, and there was something he said that really hit me. And he says, it's hard to hate someone close by. And I've been thinking about that a lot the last several weeks. And I think it's true. 
you know, in our nation, it's hard to hate someone or feel or really dislike them when they're close to you. Um, and so, like you said, I have, you know, I do have family that I disagree with. But one way that I've been able to bridge that gap is just having conversations and just and not debate. You know, I'm not a huge fan of debate, actually, because I think it it puts, you know, good versus evil. It puts this dichotomy of, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. And instead, if you're just, if you approach it from a discussion base and you're saying, you know, what are your thoughts? Let me listen to your thoughts about what you think about this issue. And then it opens up the ability for you to be able to um, talk. It's called like a Rogerian approach. Um, and, you know, specifically people do that in writing, but... You know, this approach where you give a little, you let them kind of give their points and you accept some of their points, and then you're able to also express your views. So my grandma, she makes jokes with me and she says, oh, one day I'm going to get you to, to be a Democrat just like me. And when we laugh about it and I have a great, you know, respect and love for my grandma and we don't agree on everything, but we find the commonalities. And I think that's what's important is when you have a conversation, by the end of that conversation, you should be able to say, you know what, we don't agree on X, Y, and Z, and that's okay. But we do agree here, or we can come to a compromise here. And I personally believe most people are good in the United States. And I believe that people are able to do that overall. Yeah, there's extremes on each side. But I think if you sat down with a group of 20 Americans, I think that, that you could come to an agreement on a lot of things. Yeah, I think that's something that's, that's interesting. And I think that I've seen the same thing. I think people are more similar than we are different, especially across the, the political perspectives. And I think that it's just a lack of understanding. I think most of the time, how many times in my own life have I, have I heard a friend or something, somebody say, oh, they must be dumb because they believe that. Like, how can they possibly think that way? And I think that that is a very big problem that we have, that we constantly see the other side as not having the intelligence, they, that they don't understand our point of view. So how can they, they, they're not right. Right. But it's that lack of understanding those people and me included, I don't always understand the other side. And so, right. And we see that in this polarization that we have in the political sphere. So I wanted to, to ask you specifically, you are the, the president of the college Republicans here at Utah state university. And how have you seen this polarization affect that organization specifically and, and kind of the politics here on campus? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. I think there really is polarization within the own the specific the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. You know, there is polarization within each, and I think some people don't realize that. Yes, we're polarized Democrat Republican, but we're also have quite a few different disagreements within our own party, which I think is totally fine. I think you should have we c it's okay for us to see things a little bit differently within our own party. And I, I don't think you want uniformity. You want, you know, a varied group of ideas. But yeah, I mean, I, I think of just events that we've, what we've had. We, we had Representative Mike Peterson, who I campaigned for. He came up and spoke. And, and I, I got up afterwards and I said, you know, you might not agree with everything Representative Peterson says or any person that we bring to come speak to us, but that's okay. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't, not allow certain people to speak just because they think a little bit differently than, than, than we do. And one of our main goals, you know, here up on campus as a college of Republicans is to work with the Democrats and to try to break down some of those, those uh, feelings maybe of animosity that some people feel. One sad thing on our college campuses is, is specifically a lot of people don't feel comfortable being open about how they feel politically. I'm probably one of the few people 
Uh, I would say that I'm very open. A lot of my professors know that I'm the College Republicans president. Not all of them do, but but they know that I'm political, and I'm and I'm okay with that. But um, yeah, there's definitely polarization, and I want to highlight a story specifically to show some of this polarization. I just a few days ago, I won't mention uh, their name, but I got a phone call from a from an organization um, asking if we wanted to be a part of their chapter. And like we would be the college Republicans, but we'd also be a part of this this organization's chapter. And you know they were talking, and at one point I mentioned you know who the speakers we were having for next semester. And I said you know Congresswoman uh, Mia Love's probably going to come. Representative Blake Moore is going to come, and he and he goes he scoffs and says, "Oh, Blake Moore, well didn't you see how he voted on that 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 gun bill? And didn't you see you know X, Y, and Z all these things? You know, are you sure your your club would want a rhino, which means Republican in name only, which is very offensive to a Republican? You're basically saying that they're they're not actually a Republican." You know why? And he says, "Why would you want someone like that up there?" And I, and I, and I thought for a second, and I, I said, "You know, man, I don't care if it's Mike Lee or or Blake Moore, and they're very different, obviously, different styles of Republicans." I said, "I don't care who it is. A big problem on both sides of our aisle are people not being willing to open their ears and to listen, and to and to be say, you know what? I'm going to listen to a different individual and their perspective, and I don't agree with it." But I'm going to listen to them. And there's so many groups that just want to shut out, you know, what, if I don't agree with them, then I don't even want to hear about, about what they have to say. I mean, isn't that pretty wrong? I think it is. And, and to have someone tell me um, that I shouldn't be having, you know, Blake Moore up on our, our campus because of one or two votes that they disagree with, that they think doesn't make him a, quote, conservative, I think that's ridiculous. First off, he's an elected official, and, and I'm excited to have him next semester, and I hope that um, we are always promoting, you know, the freedom, express, freedom of expression of ideas on our campuses with both sides, but specifically with the College of Republicans, we're going to allow for all types of Republicans to come in and speak to us, and, and that's important to us. Yeah, and I guess with that, how do the individuals within the organization, I know that that's your um, philosophy going forward as the president, how do the individuals in the organization feel about that? That's a good question. I think there are people who, you know, in our organization, we have people who love Trump. We have people who don't like Trump. You know, we've got people who are very varied. We've got people who, there's, there's, there's this mentality called, quote, own the lib mentality. And what it is is like, um, saying like, you know what, they're not that smart. We need to teach them. And, you know, when, and it's, it's inappropriate, I think, to, to have that type of a mentality. And I'm sure there, there's members of our club that maybe have a little bit of that mentality. I personally don't like that mentality, but I think there's a lot of variety. And I told them, you know, people are welcome here, you know, and I hope, I hope that the club members continue to promote that even when I'm gone as president or if I'm ever ousted and, and voted out. I hope that people are willing to um, accept different viewpoints and to be open to, to hearing different ideas. And I think overall, like most of them are going to be, you're always going to have a few outliers. And that that's really with any organization that you're a part of. There's always going to be a few people who don't want to listen, who are always going to be kind of going against um, what, what you envision for your club. But you're right. I, I can only control so far. And it brings up a good point. You know, how many, I have a lot of power. I can say, oh, I don't want this person to come speak. And it makes you wonder how many people do do that in different club organizations around the state of Utah and the whole nation. And it really makes me sad that I fear that there are a lot, and, and although we don't know a number, I fear that there are some in our country 
who lead organizations, specifically politically, who deny you know certain speakers coming because they disagree with them or don't want them to speak. What do you feel like the consequences are of that mentality, of the I'm not going to let you speak because I disagree with you? Well, I think there's a few consequences. One of the first ones is obviously you're going to have this dichotomy, this good versus evil, like I mentioned. You're going to have people not being willing to have these discussions. They're going to be more likely to see the other side as just wrong and aren't going to be open. I think a big thing that we have to remember is colleges have always historically and currently are a great place for us to review political policy to say, is this sound policy? Are these things good? And then we debate it out. We say, you know, and it's a great place and space for us to to look at different policies in the United States, to look at um, different arguments for what is best for our country. And then to just, and from there, you know, then we can send it up through the ranks to, to Congress and say, you know, these are, these are the things that are, that are coming out of our colleges and thoughts. Because if we're going to be honest, like who controls Washington, D.C.? You know, the behind the scenes controls a lot of that. And that's a lot of 18 to 30 year old individuals. So a lot of young people do have a big influence on on government, you know, because they are the interns. They are the people working behind the scenes. And so if you're not allowing for the freedom of 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 expression and people to express their viewpoints, then we start to become not open and we start to just we we aren't going to be able to look at the policies as well and look at, you know, Let's look at five different ways we could solve this problem. Instead, it's like, oh, let's not listen to three of those because they can't be right. And let's just look at one or two of them. And that, that would be a detriment to, to our country. Yeah, I think that it's so important that we see all the possibilities, right? Because with more possibilities, you're always going to come to a better conclusion collectively. And I think that that's something that, that we need. And we need that understanding. And so I wanted to, to speak to you a little bit about how we're going to move forward, what we can do to decrease this this polarizing political landscape that we have? Well, I think first, you know, Stephen R. Covey says in his book, seek to understand first, right? And I think that's, that's a really, really good advice, specifically with politics. First, seek to understand the other person. Listen to them Get to understand why they think the way they do before maybe you open your mouth and you start going off. Because if you can understand the reasons that they view something, it becomes more powerful. I listened to Mia Love the other week, and she 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 talked specifically about you know she's a she was a congresswoman and the first female rep- black Republican to serve in Congress, and she was in the Black Caucus, and she said you know her experiences really defined the way that she viewed things. And, you know, one of the uh, rep- congressmen, he was from uh, Louisiana. I'm trying to remember his name, but I'm not remembering it. But he said, you know, the reason I see that the federal government's important is because it was the federal government that protected us. In our, it was the local government that was racist when he was growing up, you know, and it was the federal government that was protecting him. And that's why he s- saw the need for a bigger federal government. And Mia Love was raised and, you know, was from, is Haitian. And her father, you know, it was the federal government that had, had done a lot of things and had overstepped its power. And so that kind of instilled into her, you know, her viewpoints and the way she saw something. And she, the reason I, I, I wanted to say this is when you understand people's life experiences 
and where they've come from, you begin to understand why they view the things that they do. And I think that's, that has a lot of power to it. And I think your podcast is, is really showcasing that. The other thing I think you need to do is, so there's been some studies that have shown only 53% of Republicans have some friends who are Democrat, and only 32% of people who are more Democrat have friends that are more on the Republican side. So obviously there's a little bit of a gap there between the two, but both, if we're going to be honest, that's sad. That's sad that a third of Democrats and only half of Republicans have some friends that they associate with on the other side. That's one of our main problems with division. If you don't have friends and people that you're associating with that disagree with you, then yeah, you're probably going to have a hard time seeing the other side. So what can you do? Well, first, surround yourself with people who have different political views than you do and be okay with that. Listen to them, have conversations, be respectful, but learn about why they believe the things they do. And I think if people are willing to take those simple steps, it'll be a huge effect. And the last thing I would recommend people to do is look and be a critical thinker in the news that you intake, that you are, that you are consuming this news, the news. If you're just watching you know, biased news sources, and I don't care if it's the right, if it's the left, if all you're doing is, is watching you know, some types of news sources that are very biased from either side, then you're going to have a hard time. Um, you're going to have that confirmation bias. So everything you think, you're going to begin to just think, oh, well, yeah, you know, if I'm on the right and I say, oh, I'm watching Fox News and, and everything's, you know, pointing my way, maybe, maybe look at the other side. Maybe read some, you know, BBC. Maybe read some NPR. Maybe look at some other news sources and, and calculate, you know, how biased is this news source? Read stuff from the right. Read stuff from the left. Read stuff from the, from the center. There's a website I'll recommend to podcast listeners. It's called allsides.com, and it has news that's from the left and the right and the center, and they can click on different articles, and it, and it ranks how biased they are each way. Read stuff from, all, from the different sides. It's important. Yeah, I think that that's so important, and that's something that I've tried to implement in my own life, right, is trying to find things that almost like I'm going out of my way to find stuff that I disagree with, and that can be really hard because – you kind of have to, to force it down your own throat to, in order to do that. Um, would you recommend any strategies for kind of making that a little bit easier? How would you go to find and listen to those sources? It's a good uh, – well, first off, the all sides. I do mm. like that website. I I'll think, definitely put a, a link to that in the show notes. Perfect. That'd be great. So look at all sides. But then if you're just like going through your news, you know, realize if it's from CNN or it's Fox – it's going to be more biased, specifically if it's its opinion. I'm not trying to slam either of these organizations. I'm just saying that they're, they're going to be more biased to one side. Now, there's nothing wrong with potentially reading one or the other, but I think you should probably read both if you're going to do that. But then maybe read a little New York Times or Washington Post or Wall Street Journal and read some of these different organizations. And, you know, if once you're – while you're reading, go to the bottom. If they source a, a, a poll or they source a specific um, – study, then click on that study, go down and, and look at it. Is it credible? You know, what were the margins of errors? Do a little bit of that research. And yeah, sometimes it can be a lot more work. But if you all you're doing is reading clickbait head t- headlines, then you're really not going to get that much information. So read a little bit of that article, r- learn about it, and look at where the actual facts come from. And specifically look at was the polling center 
Was it more of a biased polling center? Was it more of a independent polling center? Yeah, and I think, so correct me if I'm wrong when I say this, right? What we've talked about today, I think it comes down to understanding. Mm-hmm. I think that's the purpose of going out of your way to maybe read other people's points of view, right? Just to try to understand them a little bit better. And I think that's something that you're doing with with your podcast. With your podcast, The Political Perspectives, I, I listened to your first episodes, right? And in each episode, you have a different viewpoint. So for example, and I'll let you talk on this mm-hmm. more, but you have a pro argument for critical race theory, and then you have an against argument for critical race theory, right? And seeing both of those points of view. Um, I'd like to give you a little bit of time just to talk a little bit more about why you specific picked that specific format for your podcast. Yeah. Well, first off, the podcast sometimes will have just two. Sometimes it'll have three, four. So right now I'm working on um, releasing some environmental uh, policy type podcasts. So we're going to have a few different perspectives on on the environment and conservationalism. And so the purpose of the Political Perspectives podcast is we believe that, you know, I believe that we can cultivate greater civility in our country when we begin to look at, at perspectives and viewpoints from, you know, the left, the right, the center, and begin to understand why someone believes the things they do. Uh, I've met people in my community who they've lost friends because of the way they voted in the election or the way they swing politically. And that's really, that's deeply saddening. And I was talking with so many people who just didn't understand how someone different from them viewed the political issues. So I I finally just said, you know what, I need to make a podcast. And yeah, my first topic was critical race theory. That's a topic that a lot of people hear about, but they don't really know a lot about. And so I, as listeners listen and say, you know, what is critical race theory? And then why should I care about it? What are the arguments? Why it should be taught in schools? Why it shouldn't be taught in schools? Is it being taught in schools? I mean, all these different questions so that by the end of listening to these perspectives, you really get, a, get an idea of like of what it is. And so that's the main, the main purpose of the podcast is, is we can cultivate the civility because people are looking and learning more about, you know, whether it's their friends or their family, you know, or, or what, if I'm a Republican, what, what do the Democrats believe? Well, if I'm a Democrat, what do, what do Repu- Republicans believe? And then there's obviously a little bit of that middle room. There's going to be people who have some different perspectives on both sides. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a way for people to get more educated on on the political issues and not just learn about it from one side. Cause I think that's a big problem. Well, I want to learn about, you know, critical race theory or immigration, but they only read stuff from the one political side. Well, the, this podcast makes it easy. You get on, Oh, I want to learn, you know, about critical race theory. Well, let me hear a pro. Let me hear an anti argument. So by the end, you have an idea. Our purpose isn't to make you lean more to one side or the other on any political issues. It's just to, sh- give you the opportunity to listen and to make that decision for yourself. And you don't even have to agree with either. You can come up with your own idea. It's just to give information. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's so important that that really your podcast seems to be there to educate people, right? To educate them on on both sides. And you do a great job with with how you present that and how you interview the people that you interview to keep it as bipartisan as, as you possibly can. And I think that that's something that, that we need more of. I think that with this podcast, with Passions and Perspectives, right, it's a little bit broader, just trying to understand people. I think we each have a unique individual story. 
and that each one of those gives us a reason to believe something that we believe. And that's something that you mentioned, right? Each person, when we understand them individually, we understand where they're coming from and we can figure out why they believe what they believe. And that's what I want to do. I believe that's what you're doing with your podcast, with what you're trying to do as the president of the College Republicans at Utah State. You're trying to to divide that gap a little bit, to make people understand each other a little bit more and make it more of a human issue and less of this polarizing issue that we see now. And let me just mention this too. You know, I am the president of the College Republicans, but my podcast, like you said, it, it, it's bipartisan. And I, you know, I may be more on the right, but the thing I'm most passionate about is getting people to be more respectful when they talk about politics. And that's really my main passion. And, and so that's, that's the main purpose of the podcast. Yeah, and I, thank you so much for, for coming on today and, and talking about that a little bit more. I think that that gives us a, a great introduction as the first episode of Passions and Perspectives of how we seek to understand other people. And that's really what we're hoping to do here with Passions and Perspectives. So thank you, Ryan. Well, thanks so much, Paul. I appreciate you letting me on. And I hope you'll let let me just, um, if you want to listen to the Political Perspectives podcast, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, and we're on Google Podcasts. So just look it up under Political Perspectives, and it'll just say hosted by Ryan Smith. And I hope that you'll listen to my podcast. And I hope the thing that you'll take from from today's podcast is, is that most people are good in the United States, and that I hope that you're willing to Uh, be an active listener and learn more about the political issues and learn about both sides, but to always, as you discuss politics, to do so in a civil manner and to be, be willing to understand, like you said, Paul. Thank you, Ryan. This podcast was produced and edited by Paul Johnston. Special thanks to Cole Hunter for the music and Megan Rasmussen for the research. You can contact us at passions.perspectives at gmail.com.